Hello. Welcome to the Sunnyside Podcast Show. I'm Scott. I'm PJ. And I guess I'm Ron. <laughs> Cue the music. Keep on Sunnyside, always on Sunnyside. Keep on Sunnyside alive. It will help us every day. It'll guide us on the way. If we keep on Sunnyside alive. Oh, what the, this is what happens when you're allowed to take charge. Well, you, you, were, like ge- you, you were gesturing me wildly. Well, you look, I like, put my look, hand out in no. a kind of friendly... You put your hand out like a circus ringmaster. I put my hand out like <laughs> I was tentatively reaching for the innards of a cow. <laughs> and I hope that would be enough of a signal to you to kind of move. Uh, but apparently it wasn't. It wasn't. No. So anyway, I'm, I've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so um, whenever we finished last week's show, uh, <sighs> PJ suddenly got... The, the okay, so what happened was, before we did the show... He <laughs> <laughs> loved that... I was doing a recap. I was, I was doing I my best. I thought he ran out of, ran out of words. So, <laughs> see, if someone takes a breath, that doesn't mean they're, they're ready to stop, PJ. That just means <laughs> that the next word is going to follow subsequent <laughs> to the previous one. It's a big long gap. You left a big long gap there. Yeah. I would have got in there. It's a dramatic, <laughs> it's a dramatic pause. All right, go on. Not go on. every gap needs to be filled. Oh, that's, that's what she said. <laughs> that's, that's, that's back to the hand and the cow. Uh, so, right, okay, recap, Ron. Well, recap. So, previous to last week's show, PJ was doing a webinar before he came here. Mm-hmm. And as the show ended, PJ got a text or a, an email. Yeah, I got an email. So, what happened was I have done a couple of these webinars for Clip Studio Pro. Oh, they're for Clip Studio Paint, are they? That's what it is. For Clip Studio Pro paint and uh, they're for a company called Graphixly and in combination with Kelsis who own Clip Studio and I've done a couple of them before and they generally are great, they're no problem I kind of enjoy those sorts of things I, What's the format of it? The format is essentially I, I sit at my computer with a drawing and talk about different techniques and things you can do in Clip Studio and the idea is that I'm going to show people how to use it in a way that will make things faster for them. It's a very complicated piece of software, it's like Photoshop and the truth is uh, for ninety percent of artists, there's a small subsection of tools you'll use. So I, I kind of, I'm really good at finding that small subsection and figuring out the best way of using them. So that's what I did, and and I'd done one previously, and I thought, well, I'm going to do this other one. I'll get, it, I'll do a piece of art. I'll do one page of art just to show the whole process. I thought I'll just, I'll ask someone to write me a one page script. There's always writers going, yeah, you know, does anyone want to draw this one pager? So I put out a little email saying, does anyone want to draw one page, or write a one page strip? And Stephen Grant, who is the Punisher writer um, very kindly said, "Yeah, I've got. I'll write one, and it's a very silly uh, little story about um, the idea is the character. Uh, it's it's the last man on earth. He's fighting zombies, hordes of zombies. Uh, a, a door opens, and this girl goes, you hoo come on in here. Everything is great in here.' And he runs in. And he goes, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" And she's got all this stuff, uh, a TV and all, and a comfy chair. And it's like, oh, "This is amazing!" And she goes, "And also, look, I, we're running low on supplies, but I can do what I can, and I make my own pizza." And he's going, "Oh my god, she makes pizza!" It's incredible and she whips a pizza out of the oven and says I'm sorry for the ingredients it's all I can do and he, and she ha- hands him over the pizza and it's a pineapple pizza right oh, so no. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and he goes he goes ah you monster and then shoots her and then the next panel is him holding the gun to his head going <laughs> sob pineapples and that's it that's the end of that story now I, I, coming from a 2000 AD perspective that story is as high I mean I get the gag there I get the joke you yeah. got the joke um 
the difficulty I think is that um, the Clipsio uh, demo I was doing, I used that page. I didn't have dialogue on it, so it's a bit contextless. Um, I also I wasn't <laughs> so, so there's no recognition that there's actually pineapples on there. No, but there are pine. You can see the pineapples oh, okay. on there. You right. can see the pineapples. I mean, that's the thing. One thing I'm good at is telling a story without dialogue, so you can tell <laughs> what the story is if you're looking at it. But the problem is, people are zoomed in on it, and all you can see is little bits. And so, what it looked like, I think, and understandably, if with, without reading the full context of it, was it um, it looked like domestic violence. It looked like uh, possibly. As uh, one email suggested, it looked like glorifying domestic violence, and that was the that that was the um, that was a complaint. Now, hand on heart, I I mean I am not that is I am not out there to offend someone. I really it particularly annoys me when comedians go up and go, "Hey, look, our job is to offend." I'm thinking, no, your job is to make me laugh. I don't know where you think your job is to offend. Offend if you like, but like the primary goal is to make me laugh. Um, my job is not to offend. My job on doing that webinar is not to make someone go. Oh, I can't believe he thinks that. It's to make someone go, PJ, oh shit. Yes or no? Are you against domestic violence? Oh, absolutely <laughs> against it in all, in every way, shape, or form. Um, now, I got an email. So I got an email uh, as we finished the show last week saying, uh, PJ, we've got, um, there was at least one complaint, one complaint that I saw, which was kind of even handed and said, look, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm sure this isn't what. PJ's about, and I don't particularly. He seemed a decent bloke, but this strip appears to justify domestic. Oh, they've got you all wrong. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I can see. I can see the thinking. I can see without. And I think the other thing as well is the coming from a 2008 reading audience, coming from a Punisher. At that that strip, there's no nothing contentious in that strip. It's it's a very simple, silly strip. Yeah. Um, but if you are not, if you're coming at it completely cold, I don't know where each of these readers are coming at these things from. I don't know uh, particularly, you know, I mean, pe- people coming to this webinar, we're coming to see how to use the tools, not coming to be accosted in the face by, by something that appears to glorify domestic violence. So that became a kind of, ah, right, okay. Now, to be, to, to, to be honest, when I first got the story for this, it was like, uh, and he shoots her in the face and runs off. And I was thinking, that's a bit much. I'll tone this down. And so I, I mean, I took the violence off panel. There was, you don't see any of this. All you see is a kind of a gun splatter. That's it. There's no, and pineapple uh, pizza flying everywhere. So the, the, the actual, actual act of violence is all off panel, but it's still there. And I can still see why someone would, would find that objectionable. I don't think, I mean, if, if, 2008, he said, "Hey, we'd love to run that strip." I don't think you get a single complaint. I don't think in the in, if you take it out of the, uh, the, the the if you put it in a context where people understand that it's black humor and you know and and I mean the joke is about pineapples. It's not about shooting someone in the face. Is so. there an argument to me that 2008 glorifies violence? I, well, I struggle with that because I mean I I grew up with 2008 and and I grew up kind of. Reading dread, shooting uh, people, littering, and thinking, "Yay, this is brilliant, fun." I didn't think grow up and thinking, "Yay, a fascist government is what we need." But apparently, there's a section of the readership did. So I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's a section of the readership. Yeah. I mean, dread uh, certainly has right wing fans. Yeah. yeah, John John Wagner famously said that. Um, the the worst they wrote Dredd. I mean, it would annoy him when the readers reacted, going, "Oh, Dredd's brilliant when he does this or does that. It's great." And, and Wagner's going, "No, no, it's terrible. He's a he's 
a terrible human being. Don't. I'm, we're just going to have to make him much worse for people, for readers to understand. This is a much. A, yeah. This is the kind Let, of. Let's put this violence in bold type and large letters. Yeah. And of course, the readers responded by going, "This is even better. <laughs> this is amazing." So you know, so I think the difficulty is individuals. Individuals respond to these things in their own ways. I certainly never came away from 2008. I'm like a, one of the least violent people you'll have ever met in your life. I think I did. I did when I, when I went back to university. I did a play, and the play was um, called Carthaginians, which is set in Derry, and it's about seven people who live in this graveyard. And the character I played, Hark, was particularly horrible. And there's quite sort of they're unpleasant to the women in this play. And uh, it's a it's quite a famous play. I can't remember. I think it's Brian Friel. No, it's not going to be Brian Friel, but it's, it's a famous writer. And uh, one of the, the director who has since gone on. I'm sure you'll not remember any of this, but he's since gone on to be one of the. He writes uh, crime novels. Brian McGilloway. Mm-hmm. Um, it was directing the play, and he got us to walk around the cast, the the, the female members of the cast, and say, "I want you to hurl abuse at them because I want them to feel kind of." I'm like going. Oh, this seems horrible. I don't. I'm not done. So I sort of walking around, going, "Hurl abuse at them." And I'm going, "I don't think you're very nice. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 not an." Oh, I'm really sorry. I can't do this. You're mad, dress. You're <laughs> funny. Yeah. It was no. I want you to shout bitchness. And I'm going. I I don't. I don't see why. Can't we just pretend? Can't we just pretend they're scared? And pretend we're horrible? Can't can't we just do that? That's what acting uh, is. Yeah. Well, exactly. Uh, that's the the uh, Lawrence Olivier Dustin uh, Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman yeah. story where he was just just acted, dear boy, just acted. <laughs> but but I I mean I struggle to even be horrible in that way. Yeah. So for me, like the violence in two thousand eighty, and I don't draw visceral violence. I don't draw. You know, when I draw someone being shot in the face or someone shot in the stomach, I try and draw it in a silly, over-the-top... To me, it's all uh, uh, hyperbole. It's all kind of exaggerated hyperbole that is, uh, you know, essentially no very little basis in reality. But I, I, having said all that, I absolutely understand if you do not have the same uh, taste in books and taste in comics and taste in these things that I do, if you're coming at that, uh, that from a different angle than I am, I can understand you looking at it and going, this, this, is, this feels wrong, this feels not nice. Um, and, and maybe, you know, I mean, the, the, what I, the takeaway I have from that is kind of going, mm, if I'm going to do something for a webinar like that again where I don't know what the audience is going to be into, mm-hmm. if I'm going to do a talk and I don't know who the audience is, I've either got to contextualize the work I'm going to show and say, look, this is, it's black humor, it's about this, and that's what you're going to get. Or, I mean, the, the only other time I've had anything like that is whenever we did Murder Drone, the, the iPhone comic, which yes. came out in Apple Bound for violence. And to me, it was like, that's not a violent comic. That's, I'll, yes. I'll show you violence. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I mean, in the, and the, for those that don't know uh, Murder Drone, the, the, written by Al Ewing, the story was a kind of boys action comic violence 70s boys comics were incredibly violent this was a spoof of those and it was sort of so over the top that if you wanted to score a goal you had to chop off the opposing player's head and score it with their head and I drew it in a kind of goofy cartoon style and I described it to people like uh, it's like it's like itchy and scratchy it's that kind of violence yes it's uber ultra the most ridiculous uh, over the top violence but at the same time it's not gory it's not like violence uh, you know in the way that that uh, Wiley e. Coyote when he gets squished by a hammer you don't see brains splatter out everywhere you know it's <laughs> not it's not like that so that and that's to my taste is to, is to do that but at the same time when you're sat in front of an audience who don't have the same cultural cues that you do yeah then the danger is that they're going to look at that differently and they're going to see a different sort of thing 
a thing there. And so um, it's my, the first experience I've ever had of kind of going, do we, last week we talked about a little bit about, you know, how do you forgive someone who, who oversteps certain bounds and, you know, and, and uh, how do you deal with that as a consumer of that material? I was like, oh shit, is this what it's like That's to be you. on the other end of Hashtag it? Hashtag me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of thought, well, mm, what are we going to do here? And our options were kind of limited. First of all, I started writing out an apology email. <coughs> it kind of said, look, I honestly wasn't set out to offend anyone, and I'm sorry that uh, the contents of it were so violent. And I realized that every time I tried to word what was in it, it sounded far worse than it actually was. It sounded like, like it sounded like, if you read the apology on its own, you'd think, oh my God, what did he do in that comic yeah. strip? That sounds awful. Um, and so by by sort of doing that, it was just, it, it felt like any apology I offered on, on, the, on the first couple of drafts of it uh, were going to be um, so sort of, uh, you know, owning up to, like, like, like walking in and finding someone's eating all the biscuits and then you come in and say, look, I'm sorry for the absolute slaughter I, that occurred in that kitchen there a second ago. And you're going, oh my God, there was a slaughter in the kitchen. So it's, it's like, especially when you're not going to show the artwork and yeah. when you take the artwork out of it. So the options were to kind of uh, send an apology and put some sort of disclaimer in front of the webinar. And I thought, that, that just feels like, people, you know, even a disclaimer, this is going to be, there's some violence in here you might find upset. And I'm going, you'd only find it upsetting if you're not aware of the content and the context of it and, you're, and, you, and you come at it from a certain angle. It is not, it's not there to offend, you know. Okay. Uh, so the other option was basically to re-record it, and that's what I ended up doing. I re-recorded the entire thing, just me, uh, recorded the entire thing with different artwork because it wasn't about the artwork. I mean, it was never sure. about the artwork. It was about the tools I was making available to people. And and the apology, um, and it's a genuine, I mean, it was, it's not like I was writing an apology going, ah, the hell with these guys. I, I genuinely don't want anyone to be upset by looking at some artwork of mine. That's just, just, it's not what I'm about at all. I want someone to be upset because they looked at artwork, because they want to be upset. I don't want them to come at it and go, oh no, this is upsetting to me. That's not the way okay. I, you know, I want to play it. So, well, well here, here, here's the, here's the, here's the, the controversial. Uh oh. Uh oh. You know, I'm not, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but, um, you know, some people would say people are out, out of the go out of their way to be offended these days. Yeah, there, there, there's there, there's I definitely mean, the, an outrage the email, culture. The email that, that I read um, kind of amounted to, um, look, I, I I just feel a bit sad that someone else might f- might be upset by this. Okay, so so it wasn't. I am directly affected by this. I am directly upset. But it was a kind of I'm a bit concerned that somebody else might might find that, and uh, and part of me kind of thinks. Well, you know, if you're genuinely upset about that, about the thing, I can deal with that. But if you're upset because somebody else might be upset, I, I mean, that's so abstract. I don't know how to, how to deal with that. Sure. I mean, and it's possible, uh, and it's possible to be too guarded for other people's feelings to, to kind of think this is a thing that lots and lots of people will be upset about. And I, and I did run that back and forth in my head. But in the end, in the end, uh, particularly for this. This wasn't about upsetting anyone. This wasn't a kind of hey, fuck you all. This is about my freedom of speech. I wasn't. That's not. That's not what it was. That it's wasn't like, the purpose of it's the like, It's like it's like standing up on speaker's corner and making a big impassioned speech, and somebody going, 
yeah, but you're standing on like six corpses there and I'm upset about the dead bodies and you're going, fuck it, I don't care about the dead bodies. You're going to look at those dead bodies while I make this speech about taxation. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't, it was the speech, it wasn't the, or whatever other, and your lights keep going off and on in here. Like, now it's like a... Uh, well, actually, what happened was the, the TV just went off. TV so, keeps going on and so off. Now, so now there's just red lights. It's just it? red light. Put on that red light. Um. So anyway, the, I mean, for example... I don't think anyone li- that listens to our podcast will be offended by almost anything we say. I can't. I can't imagine us saying anything that'll offend any. Challenge listeners. accepted. <laughs> <laughs> but I like. I I feel slightly differently because obviously we talked about it last week after we'd finished recording because yeah. As Ron said, which I thought was very funny, is is uh, yeah. Let's all pack up here while PJ saves his career. Yeah. <laughs> You did look very concerned. I was very yeah. concerned. Well, I, say, I, I was so genuinely upset. For I went home. Upset. I went home and spoke to Hannah about it, and I told her everything that had happened, and I told her what was yeah. in the strip, and Hannah was like, "Don't be ridiculous." Yeah, like, that's not that's nonsense. That yeah. is absolute nonsense. But Did having you tell heard her about the pineapples, <laughs> having heard your recount of it, yeah, I didn't know there was no text on. Yeah, there was no text. The on thing, it. so it looks so it could look like. Could, he could he, he broke in, got into this woman's palace. Yeah. Shot her. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I, I, I mean, can kind of... Except you have to give PJ credit for being a decent storyteller. That's true. That is that is true. Yeah. No, there, there, there is. I mean, and again, it wasn't... I mean, it's But at not, the same time, I, I the do have a problem. wasn't about No, about, it wasn't. About it was that. about and, here. And everything, everything that we did to kind of patch over it and go, look, uh, look, never mind the, the content of it, was basically detracting yeah. from the, the webinar The one-page strip could have been... The letters one, two, three, four, five, and six yeah, in, six pa- in six Wouldn't panels. It, does, it doesn't matter. It's about how to speed up yeah. your Clip Studio yeah, yeah. workflow, that and that's fine. But I, I do have a bit of an issue with people preventing somebody from getting offended. Do you know, I, yeah, I wasn't well, I mean, offended me, by this, but, me, some, but somebody might be. I was yeah, like, well, to me, let them to send me, me an was, email. It was, it was because of the audience. It, it, or it was the wrong audience for that material. In in a way, it was not. I dis- I, I, dis- I disagree though. You're being you're. I've seen the tweets that were put out by the company mm-hmm. for the webinar. I've probably retweeted them. It says Judge Dread and Judge Dread, 2000 yeah. AD, and X Men artist PJ Holden, yeah. notoriously violent artist, <laughs> <laughs> banned from the App Store. PJ Holden. <laughs> no, but it does. It says 2000 AD, Judge Dread, X Men artist PJ Holden. Yeah, but remember so, we talked one time about the joke that you did. And 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 the stand. Oh, that's very, oh, that's very different. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's that's very different. <laughs> and you and you wouldn't tell that joke no, again. No. And and part of the reason is because it's so so offensive. Yes. But at the same time, that's the sort of joke a comedian would tell another comedian, and they wouldn't be offended by it. That's true. Right? So so it, it can depend on your audience. Yes. And 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 if you accept that some audience are going to be have a wider. Uh, a wider field for things that they they will tolerate. Then you've got to accept that there's there's also equally a flip side to that, which is an audience that have a much narrower field of things they would tolerate. And I, I mean, in this instance, it really 
it, again, we keep saying it wasn't about that story. If I'd put that story online and with the lettering on it, and someone had, had and I put it on Twitter, I can't imagine it would have gone beyond yeah. um, the sorts of people that would like that sort of material. Yeah. Um, but having said that, I have seen stuff of mine go further than than I expect and land in the the, the clutches of people that sort of so vehemently opposed to whatever it is I say or do. Yeah. They feel like uh, yeah, I, I owe I them do, an explanation. I, and in those instances, I just block them because you know. But, but this is a company, and, yeah. and I can't I can't really do that. And while I do disagree agree with the email and having to pull your kind of hard worked webinar <gasps> that's I, better pure white light oh that is God. not that is not I white know. that is green okay but but it's christ bit. is it are you feeling sick now yes <laughs> um uh, i do have uh, to say that in the age of kind of he's offended by outrage your and <laughs> outrage light outra- outrage and all that oh, Jesus, what that the color is, is that's worse that is aggressively blue um <laughs> I do think that the, the 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 email or the Facebook post or whatever yeah. had that was that brought it to the attention was very even handed. It wasn't a this is an outrage. This is glorifying yeah, domestic yeah. violence. It was a it was a genuinely kind of reasoned yeah, yeah, I, response I so. to uh, to something so. that somebody could have jumped up and down and stamped yeah, their feet yeah. and and maybe forced the company to try and pull because yeah. they were making such well, that, a big stink about it but the girl uh, was it, it was a well yeah well let's not talk about oh, it yeah, yeah, sure. I, don't, I don't particularly want to draw attention to them because, sure because but i think i think i think the person yeah, yeah no i think no but I'm, i i think that the person put forward a very reasonable yeah um a very reasonable response it was it was, it was and while i may disagree and I, th- I think i think yeah I, I, here's the thing if it was me doing a video on my own behalf yeah and i put it on youtube and i got a response like that and it was just me yeah. i would go well i'm not going to do anything about it and I, said, yeah. well, I would go look i'm sorry if that's the case but this is the story there's the full art of it you can be offended or not yeah. I, I you know i'm not i'm not that's not the focus of what the story is it's this but it it's not me i'm doing this on behalf of a company yeah. and and so the, it's their reputation and and again i don't you know that it was it was finding a way through that yeah. that, that minimized the um, because it's really weird when you do start finding yourself in that position it's like well what are the things we can do to to pour sort of um, calm this down a bit without inflaming it and making it worse and it, and it's kind of well, the easiest thing is just re-record the, the thing. Yeah. You know, and I know I'm sure. I, I mean, I did post it. I posted it out on my newsletter. If you're a follower of the news, we'll we'll stick it up on our our website as well. If you want the actual finished the yeah, thing, the, 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 the piece, and you can yeah. decide whether you can be offended yourself on, on yeah. that front. Um. So yeah, that that's what my week yeah. has been about. I also went after the show down to um. We're doing this thing with W5, which is all uh, for, with Kinos and W5, this dragon experience called Dragon Slumber thing. I've mentioned it a few times. Yeah. But to get down and actually put a headset on and walk around the, the venue and, and see it, that's it's coming up. It's going to be fun, big When's thing it, When do. is it? Um, it's, it's, you have to get tickets for it, and it's the 23rd of this month, I think. Well, so we right. have to get tickets for it. You have to get Seriously? tickets Seriously? If you want to go and see it, you have to get tickets for it. I, it's there's about a hundred people. There's a hundred tickets. It's not me. This is the really weird thing, right? It's it's the same as when I did the 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 the, the TV quiz show, which hasn't ha- is coming on Netflix at some point soon this year, but I don't know when. And Netflix will probably just throw it up there. Is that it began with me and one other person in a room going, "Here's some silly ideas," and then you come in later and it's like a hundred people, and you're going. Oh shit! I set off like hundreds of people to do this. This is crazy, um, and so it was the same sort of thing. I went down to see. Um, I kind of I sculpted this whole thing. I I scribbled out some notes. 
by by the time the actual thing happens, with a bit of luck, there'll be like posters up, and there'll be uh, a big sort of entrance way that looks like a part of a castle, and kids will be coming in uh, and and taking around. There'll be teams of people taking these kids around, puppeteering this little thing and stuff that are all kind of me going, that would be fun to do. Um, so it's, now, it's really one of these weird. kids are scared of dragons. The dragons are nice and peaceful and asleep and don't move because they're not animated. Well. <laughs> I'm concerned for the yeah. their behalf. Well, I mean, don't bring them. I mean, <laughs> I, on the one hand, I don't mind. Yeah, Rod, you definitely shouldn't bring kids to this because you don't have kids. So I don't know where you're getting yeah, them from. Just <laughs> try and stop me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 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 like, the thing is, you can't, you can't bring young kids to it anyway because the hardware doesn't fit. So okay. it's, it's the biggest problem I have with the, with the with the VR kit I've got, and my youngest son Thomas is that it doesn't fit his head very well. So you've got to tighten everything so it's super tight mm. for it to work for him. So and he and, he, and he's ten, so younger than that, you're going to struggle to actually get the kit on. Just and talking it's a about heavy. VR is making me feel queasy again. So you sure it's not the color of the well? Room? It could be the uh, Ron's been changing the color of the lights quite a bit. Yeah, it's, I mean, we're, we're in. What would the opposite of womb like be? It'd be like this, clinical, it? clinical. Yeah. Okay. Clinical. Well, I'll, I'll no, this is ni- no, this is night. This is like this is daylight, isn't it? This, this is, is like yeah. reasonable. This is like fifty fifty six hundred Kelvin. This yeah, is like wow, what a nerd. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's like dim daylight. I'll it's, turn it. I'll turn it up and then. I like bright really. daylight. I like I like when you whenever you walk into a room and you can see everything. That's yeah, brilliant. That's, that's the yeah. best kind of light for me. And it's all the same color it should be. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so what about you, Ron? Anything exciting this week from you? The only interesting thing I've done this week was go to see the. Leonardo da Vinci exhibition. Me too. Hashtag, Hashtag me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I don't know if you ever even call it, but the so the Queen apparently has been sitting on this private stash of sketches by Leonardo da Vinci. Fucking Queen, which has been sort of handed down to her from Edward the Second, mm-hmm. and uh, for the uh, what is it, the five hundredth, five hundredth anniversary of Leonardo death, yeah. da Vinci's death, she has a. Uh, Released a lot of these. Well, well, not Seems all of them. cruel. I'd have put it out when he was born. Five hundred years <laughs> of his birth would be about. But then that was he died at eighty or something, didn't he? Or died, 60, died? No, sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Yeah, so sixty-seven years to wait before you'd see it. Then, yeah. so maybe not so good. So uh, yeah, she's put them out to about fourteen or sixteen museums around the around the UK, and they've all got you know a selection of sketches. And uh, the exhibition was, I would say, really good, but very slight. Yeah. There's only 14 sketches in Belfast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I was around that in about 15 minutes. Was there a big queue when you were there? No. No, well, there was a big queue when we were there. So, I mean, the nice thing is you can get really close to these things. I had there's my nose no, right up to them, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're in picture frames, but there's no guards. Just uh, as guard the or something. <laughs> yes. uh, you can get right into them. Um, and yeah, you're right, they are a bit slight. They're a bit, I mean... The, the fact is they're like sketchbook pages that would have fallen out of your sketchbook and you would have ignored if you were an artist. You yeah. know, they're not they're not the main thing. A lot of them are all. just studies of things or yeah. you know or notion, notion rough ideas, ideas and, and stuff. I have to say but the stuff nice. I enjoyed the most is the musculature stuff and the body stuff yeah. is yeah. really interesting. Uh oh, it's tiny. I mean they're really tiny. Yeah. Like some of those drawings are are really small, and you, I always when you see something from five or six hundred years ago, you look at it and you think, were they tiny in those days? What what they were what size was everyone? They were. I finished. I worked on a documentary called Britain at Low Tide, which mm-hmm. which was out on Channel Four. Will do in the next couple of months, I think. But they they uncovered a ship, mm-hmm. a German um, trading ship that had been. Uh, Crashed off the coast um, of of England, and they found a shoe mm-hmm. in a kind of preserved in the mud, um, and it was a R, what we would class as a size two to three, mm-hmm. and that but that was an adult 
on the ship. Yeah. And like that apparently so they were like that was, Yeah, they were like they were just a lot smaller. <laughs> they were also like I I've size 11 feet. Yeah. Like All right, show off. Well, what 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 size are you? You're quite small. I've actually quite big feet and I don't <laughs> like to talk about it. <laughs> I've, my feet are size eight, very wide, so which, means, <laughs> which means I frequently have to buy a size nine because I can't get them wide enough. So, well, I mean, yeah. to round out the rest of the listeners' curiosity, nine, nine. <laughs> yeah, well, look at these. These are great shoes. Caterpillar shoes I bought online for ninety-five quid. I like a nice shoe. I, I like, like a nice shoe. shoe. Nice wide shoe. Yeah. I can't. Nice <laughs> when when people started this fashion thing of pointy shoes again, I was like, oh no, I'm not having those. Yeah. <laughs> can't be having those. I, I wear trainers and nothing else. That's I know it. we've talked about your yeah. your lack of other footwear. I mean, I have. I yeah. I'm the same. I only have one other pair of shoes, and they're like weddings and funeral shoes. What about for the gym? What do you wear in the gym? What trainers? And uh, how goes the gym? Are you finished now? I we uh, we still have. That's to That's how you segue. <laughs> 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 we still have one we should get a little bell and every time a good segue comes up we just ding it ding oh, we'll, we'll get one of those <laughs> <laughs> yeah we still have one session to do okay. um, I had to cancel oh I thought oh, I had to, cancel. had to cancel I had to cancel on the Tuesday and he had to cancel on the Wednesday okay that's not um, like him so I know I know his, his car died I think oh. um, so we still have our last session to do which is going to be our one rep max mm-hmm session to see oh, yeah, how yeah, so, yeah. over the, the that's the one i enjoyed weeks. most but uh, um, i haven't gone to the gym or done anything gym like since then sorry andrew <laughs> <laughs> i mean i to be honest i don't think he'll be surprised it's been lovely to have my time back is the biggest thing i mean i've really noticed the kind of the the amount of time i've suddenly had to do stuff i, know. I mean i've, I've got loads but we've of stuff been over this you talk too much at the gym you shouldn't be there for two hours. You just talk no, a you lot. Don't talk at all. It's I'm not right fine. to go into a gym and not chat to people. <laughs> by the time I left, it's not right to go the in time, the gym and not chat to by people. By the time I'd left the gym, everyone was chatting to me. <laughs> no, you were talking at people. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew went in one time, and the guy says to him, "Is your mate coming down?" <laughs> he went, "He went, yeah, he'll be down later." He goes, oh, "He's really funny." <laughs> I'm going, I haven't expressed one word to this guy. So he's that, just that just means that nonsense. you're louder than the gym. <laughs> that means that you are louder than the ambient noise in the gym. I've never seen a review for a gym that said great weights, lots of uh, lots of opportunities for different workouts. The chat is great, <laughs> terrific chat. Oh, I guess I I would struggle to go to a gym and just like work out and then leave again. That would be. How was how was any of that slowing me down? None of that was slowing me down. What was slowing me down? It was, was slowing you down because I guarantee, I guarantee, I guarantee that if you're cho- if you're talking whilst rowing, you're not rowing as best you can. Oh, the rowing machine is the only one I copped out on. It's the only one that I Ro- had to stop. Running machines started doing funny things. Running and and so Rowan's the only one genuinely. And uh, Andrew, t- Andrew, tell you, I put my uh, I put my heart and soul into each of those things when I did them. I didn't. You better use your legs. I didn't. Well, I've, got, <laughs> I've got little tiny legs, so they don't go very far. I, I mean, it's barely negligible that I was rowing at all because my legs are so little. Um, but anyway, see, so one more session to do. One more uh, session to do. So we'll try and schedule them for this week, I think, and then we can see if I've what made you're going to do. Plans. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep. Do you it up. feel any different? Um, I feel stronger. Not yeah, in like I a, felt. Not, not in an like a, people sort of way. No, <laughs> no, but like I noticed lifting Ralphie and stuff is easier, easier. and he's getting wow. bigger. And yeah, and he's yeah, he's only wow. getting bigger. Um, but the, it's not. I don't think it's physically noticeable. There, I don't think there is a change yeah, in my no, body. It's not. It's, not. Um, yeah. Yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely not. not. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I think I am going to try and keep it up. I've got three months of membership from the GP from Healthwise. Okay, yeah. Um, which I can take at the gym, which is just out the back of my work. Okay. Um, so I'll just literally be able to leave work, walk across and do that and then get home. So I'm going to do that. Tell me this, and I, I realize this is really rude, but I, I've got to ask. Mm. What is going to happen when your hair starts really going? Really going? Yeah. Uh, are you going to shave it off? Are you going to... Probably, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to try and embrace it or do, like, I mean, do a what, comb at what over point will you go, now is Hannah's, the time? Hannah's going to tell me. Is she, yeah. she, have you got a pack? Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, yeah. Uh, you, uh, that's, that's so unusual. I never I never look at Scott's hair, so I didn't really notice his receding hairline. <laughs> 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 I, I guess I try to maintain eye contact with them, and I don't, I don't drift any higher. Do I, I mean, I look at people when I talk to them. This is a contention I have with my wife as well. Is she'll go, "Oh, do you get your hair cut?" I go, "Yeah," and I like I shaved off most of a beard yesterday, mm-hmm. and she go, "Did you?" I went, "Yeah, yesterday." She went. Uh well I I just didn't notice us we were making love last night so you definitely oh. saw me <laughs> the wrong end love <laughs> I, I I I don't know what I don't know I don't I don't know what I find more unsettling about that statement is the fact that you just I was gonna say slipped in but that doesn't. <laughs> That isn't helping the, the situation either. That the fact that, the you, right. that the end of that sentence I just needed, I was needed... about you and your wife having sex, or the fact that you said we were making love last night. <laughs> I needed, I needed, I needed to describe a moment where she definitely would have looked at my face, and that was the only thing that came to just mind. Enter, okay. Entering the bone, as, the as, bone zone. As ninety percent of all married couples at this point, there's very little making love in our relationship. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a joke. It's a joke. These are all jokes. I'm playing a character. Uh, these are the jokes. <laughs> these are the jokes. <laughs> well, I, I shave my head now, but I mean, I don't. Um, You're not receding. And no. my, my hair is as, as thick and lustrous as it's ever been. Yeah, my yeah. Pro- my problem is is that it's receding, but it's kind of recede. The bit that it's, I think it's stopped receding, and the bit that it's left is what is going to continue. I to can absolutely visualize what you'll look like. Fall out, yeah. yeah. But the rest of my hair is like thick carpet. Yeah. So I think it's gonna it's moved back. Yeah, and then this bit's gonna go. Let me just totally. get that surgically move forward because you're gonna have a really because well, with the beard you've got there, you're gonna have what would look like a very long face. Yeah, is, is your yeah, problem? That's the problem. <laughs> what you've got to do is move your eyebrows up, higher. <laughs> <laughs> and then just the. Oh, I went to get my hair cut yesterday, and the barber was intent on shaving my eyebrows. It's like, do you want me to oh, do the, yeah, do yeah, to do the eyebrows? I was like, no. Unless you've reached a certain no, age they, they now where eyebrows should happen. That too. Do you want me to do the eyebrows? And all they really mean is tidy them up. Yeah, you, oh, well, you that's true. You want to ask him, can you, can you do my eyelashes? Because like, the weight of my eye, <laughs> eyelids are really heavy. These eyelashes are kind of bringing like, them I down. I thought, like, tidy, tidy them up and, and just round the, the edges. But I... I went to a new barber's uh, six months ago. I mean, you, ago. you are sporting what I like to think of as a knight's page boy look right yeah, now. Yeah, high and tight. Yeah, high and yeah. tight. Like you'd wear like a, a knight's helmet there is, is there, or a warrior's hat or it's something. Called, it's called a skin fade, apparently. Skin fade, is yeah. that what it's called? Right? Um, but it I seems weird to do that with a beard. I used to go to a Turkish barber's, mm-hmm. and when they asked, do you want me to do the eyebrows i said yes and they put a comb over the top and then buzzed them with the electric clippers sure and yeah my, my eyebrows disappeared <laughs> so where do you go now i go to uh Holdfast okay barbers on the, the belmont road okay uh, and they are terrific see for a long time i was going to gary's in hollywood oh yeah i know gary's yeah um but 
He's getting wild pricey. This is the sort of content that travels really well. <laughs> right? This is this is what people are tuning in for. I go to Just Gents on the Armour Road, which is also the first place I got my haircut when I was fourteen years old. Okay, well we'll put links to all the <laughs> show notes. Hold fast, have and a I remember. I remember getting my first haircut because they they were playing the music. It was playing was Hey Frankie, and the guy who got my hair hair was called Frankie. Okay, so, so and I got I was one of the like because my sister Sledge, uh, sister Sledge, yeah, and because of the the kind and I this happened a few years later, but the first uh, time I went to her dresser and he went, oh, I've got the perfect hair for, haircut for you. Was can you guess what it was? Mullet. Nope. Perfect haircut for you. Perfect haircut for my hair. Oh, uh, marine spike. Flat top, flat, flat top, top, yeah, yeah. flat top, yeah. yeah. And uh, he gave me a flat top, and in those days, and still do, they they would have had a. a like a, it's like a comb, a large flat comb with a, a bubble on it to indicate where the, with the spirit level on it. Yeah. To to do the proper flat hair, and they would have done that. And now my hair needed no produce; it just stuck straight up. So basically, he dresser. had you looking like a short, angry Brit on the yeah. overall. <laughs> yeah. That's been the story of my life. And um, and every hairdresser since has wanted to give me a flat top because they they so rarely get someone whose hair will just sit like that, and mine does. <laughs> Like me, it's just angry all the time. Uh, so anyway, you and uh, yeah. So how often do you change your hairstyle? How how many different hairstyles have you had where you've gone in? I know this is a haircut. It's different than any I've I've done before. Well, I, I've I've definitely put hairdressers in shock whenever I went in with my. You know, I used to have hair down to well below my collar, mm-hmm. and I've said shave it all off. Yeah, and some of them well, I had well one hairdresser refused to do it. <laughs> <laughs> they they, uh, they point blank refused because they they assume that you will get angry. Afterwards, and you'll change, you'll change your mind or have that, some sort of regret. That feels like something born of experience, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely. I, th- I think they've seen that happen where people have come in for something drastic and they don't like it afterwards, <laughs> yeah. and you can't do anything about it. Um, so yeah, I've. I've it's one of the things with hairdressers; all they can do is take it off. They can't add anything back on again. Back, no. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that's probably the most dramatic thing that I've I've gone in and had done. And but if you ha- like, do you remember? Right, so that's two styles. So shaved head and long hair. Yeah. Anything in between that. So weirdly, um, this one time I went to Tony and Guy. Right. Right. Um, I'd never been to like one of these high-end boutique uh-huh. hairdressers before. Um, but I thought, I'll treat myself. I was around about 18 or 19. So mm-hmm. I went to Tony and Guy in Lisbon. <laughs> treat myself at 18. And I thought, right. Treat I'll, yourself. I'm going to spend £25 on a haircut to, see, to see how much better a haircut can be. Yeah. So I went in. It was the height of the, I'd say the well, the height, the arse end of Britpop. Yeah. Okay. And I came out with a shaggy Britpop esque haircut. Uh-huh. And I, I thought to myself, this isn't going to work on me at all. But I, <laughs> I was heading out that night, and I was, I was in the Empire in Belfast, and no less than two separate women came up to me that night and said, "Your hair is really nice." <laughs> Just individually, completely yeah. unprompted by anything, walked up and told me my hair is really nice. I thought that is the best twenty five quid I've <laughs> ever spent in my life. <laughs> And my mate was with me. He was like, "Did you put them up to that?" I was like, "No, because I have no idea where because they, they were they were taking the piss out of my hair." Yeah, I can imagine that would happen. Yeah, and just these women just appeared. And all, all I could think was, "Do they work for Tony and Guy? Is this some sort of <laughs> is this some sort of reinforcement therapy that they do?" But, but yeah, so that 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 was that was the the, the best haircut I ever had. There you go. And I had a lot of questionable hairstyles. Do you go in and go? Give me this. Give me. I want one of those pointed board no. of, of handsome-looking men with no, unachievable cer- hairstyles. Certainly not since it started receding, because I know what is possible. Yeah. So, I, like over the last couple of years, I've just went from kind of, kind of shortish on the sides and a side shade up at the front, spiky, what's and the then most, what's the most you've ever paid for a haircut? Um, 
I went I went like full blonde. <laughs> <laughs> is this is the height of Eminem's popularity. I what I wanted was like that kind and of. And we get photos of all this on a. There's no. There is. N- there are no photos that exist of my blonde hair. I will I make have, one. I have searched because um, I. 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 It, it is a tertiary memory in my okay. head. I remember getting it done. Um, seventeen. Okay. So I was. I'm in that weird. Period. I think I've talked about it before. I'm in that weird period where people my age either carried disposable cameras mm-hmm. or nothing yeah. because there was no digital cameras yeah. the phones didn't have cameras on them yet yeah, and a proper um, camera is too expensive and a proper camera is too expensive to take out uh, so there is no there is no pictures that I've ever seen of me mm-hmm. with blonde hair the two memories that I have are getting it done in Tony and Guy in, right. uh, in Belfast and the next morning when I woke up and forgot that I'd got it done mm-hmm. I went into the bathroom and looked ah! in the mirror I was like oh shit <laughs> Um, but what I wanted was like that kind of surfer, yeah. Look, and but they but they bleached it down to the root, and we're like, yeah, you just wait for it to grow out. So you look like Hitler, and youth. I was like, okay. So I guess this is like, so and I reckon that was probably like eighty quid. Wow, yeah, eighty quid. Wow, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't. And were you kind of like? I, and I also I had really look really cool with my hair. And I, yeah, and I also had really long hair. Hair, hair, like hair, just makes me annoyed. It's always made me annoyed because when I was a kid, my mum cut all of her hairs and she hated cutting my hair because it was so thick it would give her blisters when she was using scissors. So she just wouldn't cut it. And so I got called Captain Caveman when I was in primary school. And it was very upsetting to me. <laughs> so the the first time I had some money, I went to get a haircut. I went, give me it as short as is possible, which in those days, as short as is possible, wasn't, you know, it wasn't like as short as it would be these days but it was kind of fairly short and then I think at some point the hairdresser went your hair would work, really work well with a, a flat top I went yeah whatever just do it is it short yes it's short and so I got that and then I think after that I kind of went well I'm not doing flat tops anymore although it was a hairstyle that people wanted to feel your hair they yeah. would come up all the time and go let me feel your hair and they'd run their fingers off the tips of your your the flatness of your head uh, which there was there are great. pictures of me with my long hair oh Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I'm not particularly pleased about. Well, I'll, well, probably we could throw one up okay. onto the blog. Okay. Which, yeah, I did. I had terrible. I, did, I had terrible, terrible. I did try and let my like my Russell Brand hair. Russell Brand hair. Yeah. In, okay. Oh, oh yeah. Oh right. Like a uh, like a feather. Like a not not feather yeah, cut like kind, kind of, of like a weird angle at it's the front. A real front and then dandy long. fop type yeah, thing. It, oh, yeah, it was a bad. It was a bad. It, there was, there a, was bad a period choice. there where like the hairstyle du jour was what I thought of as. Teenager with comb over for some reason, where where you'd see like young kids whose hair was sort of splattered over. To oh one yeah, that's, side. A, that's sort of the emo. emo haircut. Yeah, yeah but it, yeah. it always looked like I've I've got a comb over. Yeah. I don't need one, but I'm getting one. I, I, I can do it one if anyone has one. I could take one. I I, I, I had that haircut for Did a while. You? Yeah, <laughs> I remember going into. I think there was a, there was an emo rock night in the Andiani's once, and I was I was completely invested in just having a good time going down and basically taking the piss out of it. So I went into my local hairdressers and I said, I want you to make, give me an email haircut and make me look as gay as possible. <laughs> and she was like, I'm sorry? I said, I want to look as gay as I possibly can. And she's like, I don't know how to do that. I was like, okay, you do the hair. I'll work on the gay. <laughs> but weirdly, in my, in my the, the next thing that occurred to me was to ask out the hairdresser. That, that <laughs> Did this all work? Did no. Like, what? I'm just, this is all coming back to me now. So, so, I, so I got my hair cut and then I started walking home 
and I turned around and I thought, I'll phone her, I'll, I'll phone back the, the hairdressers and uh, ask her out. So I phoned the hairdresser and I said, can I speak to Rachel, please? And uh, it's, who, who's calling? Oh, it's the guy she was just in with. Yeah. And uh, I can still see the hairdressers from here. <laughs> so so I can see them talking to her. And I can see her. In and my she's mind. going, no, no, no. Exactly no, that. No, exactly no. that. Slicing her neck. Going, no, no. She's, she's, she's going, I don't know why he's calling me, but just get him off the phone. <laughs> So, so I was like, okay, right, well, see you later then. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, it's crushing. Well, how old were you? Oh, I had to be like in my mid-twenties at that point. Oh, right. That's even worse. Yeah, I no, I'd, I'd have been 26, 27. Uh-huh. Have, I ever t- have I ever told you about the first date that I went on that didn't go well? No. No. Okay. This is the, this is a this is a bizarre story. This is this is going to get weird. So this is the first date you ever went on, or is no, this no, the no, first this date that didn't for, go well? No, this is just a first time. Do we have long enough for this for listeners? Oh, we or? definitely have long enough for this. Yeah, okay then. So pad it out. So I yeah. So I had met a girl in the limelight, mm-hmm. and we were we were ah, texting. The limelight. Yeah, we were texting back and forth, and we were going to go on a date to Auntie Annie's. Mm-hmm. So I went. It was on a Friday night. I went early about half an hour before we were due to meet to get a table because it was going to be rammed and I didn't want to fucking How old step. were you? 22. Okay. 22. Um, I didn't want to stand so I went and got a table early. And as we've talked about many times on the show, um, I have a bit of a dicky tummy sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as I was sitting waiting for do you her... Do you have IBS? Like I yeah. do, I think. Yeah. But we're probably not diagnosed at that point. Just at whatever was there. Yeah. No, no, no. Just, yeah, no. Wait. Sometimes your body would just go, no, fuck it. Yeah. I'm getting rid of this shit. No, back back then there was no... There wasn't... There wasn't uh, gluten, gluten things. Yeah. There wasn't dairy things. It was yeah. just like... Just so the listeners are aware, my yeah. bowels are fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sitting... It's your wait- eyes that are popping yeah. out of your head. I was end. sitting waiting for her and... I got that low rumble mm-hmm. in my t- in my stomach, and I went. And it, this oh. wasn't love. This was no. Like- <laughs> I went. Oh, fuck! Right. Okay. So I thought. Right. I'll wait until she. It was only like ten minutes until she was due to arrive. So I'll wait until she arrives. Make a bit of small talk. Say I'm going to the bar, and I can nip to the loo, and it's that's fine. Mm-hmm. She was in twenty minutes late. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting at the table like sweat. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been pouring there. off me. Yeah unwilling stomach to go to the cramping. bathroom yeah stomach kind of going Aah. unwilling to go to the bathroom because we'd lose the seat yeah and i, and I didn't want to fucking stand <laughs> all night yeah so turns out she'd been waiting at the front door for me oh, mm-hmm. no. and then she eventually come in blah 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 and i couldn't immediately go do you want a drink i need to go i need to go and get a yeah, drink yeah. I'll, be, I'll be back in a minute so bit of small talk then went to the bar Went Hold into the pint, love. I'm away for shit. Went into the bathroom <laughs> in Auntie Annie's downstairs. Yes, there was one cubicle, and then one trough urinal, one big yeah. long trough urinal. Somebody Got was shit in that. No, <laughs> hold my beer. I mean, Scott. It, it's, uh, it crossed my mind. <laughs> Because there was nothing solid going to be coming yeah, out, it would no, it? No, In fact, a splatter wall <laughs> would have been a good, a good thing. I know. I've been there. So there was somebody in the cubicle. So I stood and waited, and one guy came in, peed, looked at me, then left. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, okay, that's not great, but fine. Then another guy came in and looked at me, and I'm just standing, just standing, doing nothing in the toilet, peed, and then left. And then, can you, I, could you not? I mean, I make a point, very pointedly, if I'm in a situation like that, of looking like I'm queuing for the 
I was, cubicle. yeah, but I was. I, I don't stand I, there hovering over the urinal, just no, I wasn't, poking my head around. I wasn't at the urinal. What's going on in stand, there? I was standing at the yeah, cubicle. I was standing like, near the cubicle. If someone walks in and sees me, they're going, "That's a guy waiting on that cubicle." But they at don't the think, time, "What the fuck is that guy doing?" At the time, it didn't feel like that. At the time, it felt like. They're outside talking about the guy that's standing you see hanging that out. Weird guy that's, ca- in there that's hanging out in the with toilets. The dyed blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> Who's hanging out in the toilets? <laughs> so when the third guy came in, <laughs> with a gay haircut. I thought, <laughs> I thought, right. I just need to at least make myself feel better about the situation. I'll just I'll pee, mm-hmm. and then he will think that I'm just a normal person. That was in the that was in the bathroom, and then that that that'll be fine. Yeah. So I stood up at the urinal, opposite ends of the urinal. So I was standing. So a whole lot of bad decisions making. Oh, these on are. Here, yeah. I mean, who's making good decisions when yeah. you need to take a shit? Yeah, we're all in the future now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm stand. I'm standing there, ready to pee. I don't need to pee. Yeah. I need to shit. Yeah. But. I figure I'll squeeze something out to make him feel better. A great expression, but no, okay. I'll squeeze something out to make him feel better. If I, and then, if I give it a really good tug, it might some, might some water I might mean, come Jack, out or normally, something. Normally, you can make <laughs> That'll yourself be fine. Normally, if you need to squeeze a little bit out, you can squeeze a little bit out. If I I don't need to go and pee right now, but if you if you said I'll give you a hundred quid to pee, I could pee. But at my age now, the problem isn't getting that little bit out; it's getting it to stop. It's the it's the <laughs> it's the thing, and I'm done now. I give it a wee shake and go. Oh no, there's some. Oh more. no, there's more, oh, there's more, more. coming. Right, everybody's shaking. Ah, balls yeah, more. You're, you're getting it in installments. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. So, I was standing there and nothing doing. It it wasn't happening. And then I I didn't turn my head, but I took a little eye shift over to the over to him to see right. Maybe he's going to be done soon. I need to go. He wasn't peeing either. <laughs> <laughs> so he had obviously gotten stage fright uh-huh. and couldn't pee. So I was like, so then the pressure was on me. I'm sweating more and I'm going, right, I need to pee so he can pee and then he can leave. Well, Because if I start to pee, then it, it, it will cure his stage fright. But then what yeah. you've got to do is you've got to pee longer than he has to pee. I, I, because I think once I start... Pee, and stop and he pees longer for the you, you're basically going to wait there for the cubicle. That's, because, yeah. So, so the situation has got to be the moment I start peeing, that guy had better stop before me. So it looks like I have a reason to continue yeah. being here. Yeah. Otherwise, what's going to happen is I'm going to pee. He's going to pee. I'm going to stop peeing. He's going to continue to pee. I'm going to be stood there not peeing now, yeah. thinking, "What do I should I stand here or move over yeah. to the cubicle?" So I'll go wash my hands, try and drag all that out as long as possible. Wait for the cubicle. He's still peeing, thinking, "Please go away and stop peeing." None of that. No, these are all these are all good <laughs> thoughts, but that's not, <laughs> not you know, what happened. No, so he, I could feel that he had looked over at me mm-hmm. to check and see if I was peeing, and I wasn't peeing. So therefore, he's still not peeing. <laughs> so we're both just standing there, not doing anything. Uh-huh. So I really start to panic. I was like, right, I just need something needs to come out. <laughs> something needs to come out to so that this man can pee. Because I've been in his situation before uh-huh. and not been able to pee. Okay, I, I was in it right then. Yeah, but some I need to help this. I need to help this man out. So I don't know what <laughs> I did. Help this man out. Hang on, mate. I'll I'll start you up. But like, <laughs> give it a crank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks very much, mate. I was I was struggling to get anything. Like, out. Uh, it seems this water seems to be it's gone all. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to get the signal. Yeah. <laughs> So, 
I just tried to muster whatever I could and force out whatever I could <laughs> to help this guy. Blood at this point. <laughs> and to what this guy? Like, I mean, I was always, and it was to help myself as well. Your performance anxiety. Was, <laughs> meanwhile, Scott's dead thinks he's left. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> what happened next? I don't really understand fully. <laughs> I I squeezed, and one perfectly formed bubble came out of my dick. <laughs> Whatever tiny little, little just a puff of air, just a little, just a, just a. That's my my, my body's way of saying that is all that's I all have. A bubble of air and dust, and it and it fell into the urinal and was swept along by the water <laughs> down to his oh, end. Oh, hang of, on, this sounds like a Pixar movie now. Down to his end of the urinal, as he looked at it and then looked up at me, and I looked at him. It's like. Beat that. A, that is over all I have. That, over to you. That is Mark. all I have, sir. That is all that I have. And he just zipped up and left. Okay. Without peeing? Without peeing. Okay. Without peeing. At this point, the bog, someone's still, left it. Nope. So, nope. No. Still still okay. occupado. So I had to go back to the I had to go back to the bar to get drinks and then go back and try and continue my date. Oh wow. Half and I it was it's like the, the what that Seinfeld episode when Kramer Needs to go to the toilet. How long was this adventure to the loo? Kramer needs to go to the toilet and doesn't go, and he misses that that window, the window? and yeah. the, and it goes back up inside, and he worries that it might never come out again. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I don't know how long, it felt like a lifetime. Like a long time, yeah, yeah. I felt, back before I knew I had IBS, I and then I would go out for Italian meals and stuff, and I'd go just come nip the loo, and she'd I'd come back, and she'd go, you were like thirty minutes in yeah. that toilet waiting while yep. I was sat here on my own. Yep. I, I want now I, I know it's a medical condition. I can yep. go. Medical. It's, uh, what do you want what me to do? do, you, do? You want? I once pretended that I got locked in a toilet because I'd been in there for so long. Again, <laughs> again on another first date. <laughs> I once. You should probably shit before you go on first I date. W- so. Hey, I don't have. Doesn't, I don't have control. Yeah. I could shit out whatever is inside me, and the IBS is still going to go here. Uh, here's I've, another. I've one. rustled up some. <laughs> here's, here's another. It's all liquid though. Yeah, so, yeah, you know. yeah. I've rustled up some reserves. I nearly got in with a into a fight with a guy outside of a toilet because he was being a dick. Uh-huh. I was in, do you know in Victoria Square, they have the big massive block of toilets upstairs. There's like, it's the the main yeah, block yeah, of toilets. Yeah. But then for anybody on the very ground, toilet, they have yeah. one cubicle. Yeah. So I was in there. And a disabled cubicle. Yes. I was in the one gentleman's cubicle. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it's one of those ones where the door opens out into the mall. Yeah. It's not like in, you know, in, in another room or anything. Um, and I had blocked that toilet. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I was trying to deal with that. And there's I, somebody... I always like to just pretend it was the person ahead of me. You didn't do the whole like I was like that bit when I got here. No, because th- I'd been in there for a while, so anyone that was outside that <laughs> door say, knew. I've been, I've been trying to unblock that toilet for <laughs> half an hour, and the fucking thing will not flush. So you know, good good luck to you if you can get it going, because I certainly could. So somebody was somebody was banging on, banging on the door. I was like, if you need to go that badly up the escalators, like and away you go. But he was banging on the he door. Might have had IBS. That, well, I mean, uh, occupado. That's my, I was somebody with IBS was already in there, yeah. um, and eventually I got it to clear. I I wonder if I be if you've got IBS, I honestly think a disabled person should let you use the disabled toilets first. I mean, unless, <laughs> I do honestly un- think that. I thought well, that would, unless I unless they are unless they are in imminent danger of shitting their pants. Yeah. I, I have my attitude about the disabled toilets is that they are 
they are disability accessible toilets, but that doesn't rule them out from being used by anybody else. Uh, well, that's a yeah, yeah. That's an interest, like the like the seats on a bus. Yeah, like the, if somebody with a wheelchair comes on, you should get you need to give they, them. The they seat. get on first, but if the, but if there's somebody there's nobody with a wheelchair on, you get all the leg room. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not a great choice of phrase, is it? Well, you get the, the, you it's get like all a the double leg room. It's like that a double seems seat. Cruel. It's like a. Uh, there's been many kids in my life where. You know, I, I've I've gone to the the bathroom area, and there's been a queue for the men's, been a queue mm-hmm. for the women's. Disabled toilet's been empty. I've just walked up to the disabled toilet, gone yeah, in, rocked it, been in and out in you know forty five seconds. To be fair, you do like like, like you have like a, a non visual disability. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I have had them sort of eye me up afterwards, going like, "What's wrong with him?" That he's, <laughs> that he's in there, you know. And I like to sort of project this image that there could be something wrong. <laughs> Yeah, so, oh yeah, and then that guy got annoyed whenever I finally cleared the toilet and, and walked out. He was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, not today. My worst first date uh, was when I was about 17. A girl came up, I was working, and a girl came up to me and asked me out in the computer place I was working in. I was like, ooh, this is fun. This has never happened before. And they this put up your poster on the wall we and you were celebrated. We organized to meet at Belfast Zoo. And I had never been to Belfast Zoo before. I didn't have access to a car. It was all buses. And I went to meet this girl up at the um, at the zoo entrance. But the zoo had two entrances that mm-hmm. I didn't know about. And I met her at the wrong entrance because she wasn't there. Well, yeah, I was going to say, so, you, did, you didn't meet her at all then? No, I didn't meet her at all. And then, um, and in my head, this is the same girl. But it might have been a different story. But I eventually met up with her. We went for a date. Somehow I missed the bus. And I had to sleep in her dad's house. <laughs> <laughs> my mum and dad had no transport there was no transport I had to sleep overnight in her, her, her house and her dad had a stack of uh, um, Bill Sankovich and uh, Electra Assassin oh really and I was like going adults read comics and I was like I was still in this period where I'd stopped reading comics from about 13 or something up to about 18 and so this was I was 16 or 17 and I was looking at these going <gasps> this is these are amazing, and I was far more interested in those than the girl was. Than, <laughs> than, than I was in, interested in the girl who was nice, but like we just met, had a chat, and I, I ended up spending the night in her house <laughs> in, I her, went, in her brother's bed or something. I went on a date to the Belfast Zoo, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and me and the girl that I was with went into the elephant enclosure, and the elephants have these big. Like I don't know. Tr- big troughs I don't know of water. I would, I'd be tempted to take a girl because she could see something in there that afterwards everything will be a disappointment. I mean, I'm sure she's seen an elephant before. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think she's walking into the elephant because you're going, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> Ron gets it. Ron, Ron gets it. Look at Ron gets it. I know. I know what you're trying to put. Like, it's not as if she's never seen an elephant before. <laughs> it's not the first time she's seen a trunk. Have you ever seen elephant cock? Yeah. They're like prehensile. There's a photo that's the the drawings on the internet of this girl beside an elephant. She's going, uh, but it's the cock of the elephant. No, so I don't know what she's thought in her head. She's going, uh, this this thing's sort of wrapping itself around her and stuff. It's so, crazy. Anyway. So yeah, so we we went and, and they have the, the big drinking troughs. Yeah, but it's all like straw and dirt and disgusting water. Yeah, but that's because because they're elephants and they're dirty. Yeah. They had been feeding the elephants, and there was a whole bunch of people in the the enclosure. And then they all left. And I think that the the elephant keeper just thought that everybody was gone. Mm-hmm. And she went over and she cupped her hands like a bowl, like you would maybe drink from a, a th- mm-hmm. and cupped a massive handful of water out of the elephant trough and splashed her face with it. Ah, uh, uh. 
And we suppose were if, her, if her intent is to stop you snogging her, that's probably a good trick. I mean, <laughs> it certainly put me off snogging the zookeeper. <laughs> yeah, and I never, un- I never understood why that happened. Hang on, she the date you were with did that. No, the zookeeper. The did zookeeper that did herself, that to, to herself. To, oh, maybe it's to make her more palatable to, to, the, the, to the elephants. It's elephant I protection. Mean, sh- sure, I guess. <laughs> Just like the smell of elephant. Yeah, it, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> well, has anyone got any picks of the week? Um, I yeah, I've. I suppose we could talk about this. Um, I I I saw Russian Doll. Watched Russian Doll. Oh, okay. the Netflix series. Yeah, it's really good. I thought it's really, really good. Is the girl um, that's in it the girl from Natasha American Leon. Pie? American and, Pie and yeah. and and Orange and, and, and New Black. Black. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's her. Uh, they, she she wrote and directed it. I wrote and produced it as well. Oh, really? Um, and it's really good. I mean, I want, I kind of wanted to talk about this maybe in a whole show, but um, it's it's of the genre of time loops and resetting in a time loop. And yeah, I think funny, it, it launched on Groundhog Day too, didn't it? Or yeah, it, it? It, it, it launched on Groundhog Day. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, I didn't. Yeah. I hadn't even spotted that. But yeah, I mean, and and uh, I, the film I, I reviewed it a while back, um, Happy Death Day. Uh, oh, is, it's great. Yeah, it is oh, good. Oh, it's I, so we, good. We talked about that yeah. before, and it's a kind of reset. And the death. sequel comes out next month. Yeah, Happy Death Day Two, which seems to Happy Death of, Day to you, to you, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's it's it, she, she wakes up on her birthday, uh, or she's splashing water in her face on her birthday, and uh, dies. And it's it's quite like the death stuff is quite violent, and it's like. <laughs> Uh, she breaks her neck in a fall and then wakes up, splashes her face with water, and and on the same birthday and um, it's quite good and it sort of explores. I mean, there's always certain tropes in those kind of films that you're now expecting to see. You're expecting to see. It's really weird when you watch a film like this. You can almost tell that Wait, everyone's is it a film or a TV series. It's a TV series. series. Sorry, it's TV series. Yeah. It's you can almost tell that a director's gone right. I don't. The the extras aren't just allowed to mumble around and be extras. They've got to have very specific things to do. So the next time we film this, and the next thing, uh, you know, they can, they can be doing those things and be interrupted or whatever. So so there's always that little element, but um, it it starts to diverge from either Groundhog Day or thing where there's almost a sort of <coughs> malevolence to what's happening. Um, and she meets someone, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, there is a point about the third episode where she, the first two or three episodes are largely about exploring all the things you expect to happen in a thing like this and just exploring this character. And then the third one, I think she meets a guy in a lift and, and the lifts a plumbling, pummeling to the, the ground and plummeting into the ground. And she kind of goes to him, you don't, you don't look at even slightly worried. And he goes, no, I die all the time. And that, then kind of sets up okay. a whole new series of things, and and uh, of course everyone else is freaking out on the lift, and he's just standing there going. Mm. Uh, so and then there certain things start happening, and it, it actually I suppose they, it, it's got it's kind of got it's got an odd ending, but also a satisfying ending, and it's about those two characters and stuff. So and they're very much almost mirror views of each other. She's very chaotic, and he's very sort of organized and stuff, and and how they kind of. Bring them together, but it's good. I like okay. it a lot. Okay. I like it a lot, and also the the music and it's great. And I really like the logo type, which is kind of I think it's old Hammer Horror style fonts or something they're using. It's it's a very kind of it's like a Russian Hammer Horror kind of thing. Okay. Hammer logo. Horror who are remaking Quatermass. Yeah, yeah, I'd be curious to see that. But anyway, yeah, that's my pick of the week. Okay, watch it. It's good. Um, I don't really have mm. one so much. I it, maybe it's. Watch the first three episodes of season two of Punisher and then stop. 
So we'll be back. <laughs> Your pick of the week is not to watch something then? No, watch the first Solid three. Solid advice. Watch the first three episodes and then stop. Did you not enjoy after the third one or no. did you just go, I'm done no. now? I, I, like the first three set it up for a Jack Reacher-esque standalone he wanders into a small town into the middle of something mm-hmm. and I, I could I could watch stuff like that for days. Mm-hmm. But then after the third app, it's like, oh, we're going back to New York. Oh, there's all those people from season one and it's just it's just a rehash of of the same old, same old again. But the fight sequences in uh the first three apps are just all incredible and are yeah. probably just worth watching. There's a bar fight and then there is a kind of standoff in a, there's, in a there's rural a thing. I police mean, station. All the Marvel shows have to have some sort of hallway fight and they have to have all these battle sequences. And there's a point where you reach where you go, I'm sort of bored of them now. It's like it's, I've seen, it's I've hard seen lots to get of them. What is, I mean, you don't feel invested. You don't feel there's any there's any point to them other than a cool fighting bit. And yeah. I kind of allow that in comics because there's quite, I mean, they can be dialogue heavy in a comic. You can have a lot of fighting going on with dialogue. But if you had a five page fight with no dialogue, you'd go, that's a, I mean, it's pretty, but it's boring. Yeah. It's, it, it's, and it's hard whenever there's not really any stakes. Yeah. Cause I know that they're not going to get killed. Yeah. That, 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 that thing. Whereas <laughs> when I watch something like, um, the night comes for us, mm-hmm. which is on Netflix. I, did we, uh, we've never really got into it yet. Have we never I really? Still have, I still it? haven't watched it. But right. We'll, okay. We'll, okay. We'll, well, we'll that's my pick. Okay. That's my pick of the week. Then the night comes for us on Netflix. It is a. Um, I think it's an Indonesian film. Who it stars one of the guys that is the lead in the Raid and the Raid Two, um, Equal Uas, uh, who has this Equal kind of. <laughs> who has this kind of who, who fights in this style called Silat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the most violent films that I've ever seen, and yeah. I loved every second of it. Okay, um, it is uh, just this kind of—is uh, it a revenge thriller? Uh, no, it's not a revenge thriller. The lead character is part of—he's a part of the triad, this triad gang, and the the thing that he is part of is—he's called the Seven Seas. So there's seven of these kind of not assassins, but um, very violent people. And if and they come for you, they kill everyone and there's nobody left alive. But he was asked to kill this boat of immigrants coming into um, this town. And he left one little girl alive and took her home because he couldn't bring himself to, to kill her. And now all the triads, including the other six seas, are coming after him. Um, and he kind of ends up getting his his brother and his brother-in-law all end up kind of roped into it, and they're not in this world. Um, and it's it's genuinely breathtaking. Mm. The choreography, um, if you like that that kind of Asian style mm. of, of of fighting, and that kind of it's almost super hero-esque yeah. in, in what they do but it's, it's also it's not hyperkinetic yeah 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 um it, it's it's really breathtaking mm. it really is good okay. um, i have never seen somebody get i will never as be dis- able to watch it because as destroyed so by a pool table um but yeah it's it's really worth watching i yeah, love no, it I, mean, I, I did start watching it before and then it was around the time my eyesight just went out the window yes. so i couldn't read the subtitles yes, mm. yes. so I, I will get back to it yeah uh my pick's a netflix thing as well um so i've watched the first few episodes of uh trigger warning with killer mike oh yes we were talking about that the other day and it's really great 
Um, so, is it, so what's he do? He, he's a rapper. Killer, Killer Mike he? is is one of the best rappers around. Uh, he, he was a solo artist. My for name Aquila. is Killer Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly like that. Uh, he's a. <clears throat> He he was he's been a solo artist. He's been he was he's been showing up in older uh, projects from people like uh, Outcast and people like that. Um, and then now he's in a a, a rap duo called uh, Run the Jewels, mm-hmm. and they do these very ultra sort of politically left leaning uh, lyrics mm-hmm. and social conscious type stuff, and also a lot of songs about weed and sex. So uh, Mike was known for being uh, a big supporter of Bernie Sanders whenever mm-hmm. he was making his bid for uh, the, the presidency. Um, and it was really odd to see this massive, giant, I'm sure he won't mind me saying, giant fat black man mm-hmm. supporting uh, the tiny little old white man, you know. Yeah. But uh, it, it's because of their politics, politics very much aligned. So at some point, Netflix have gone to Killer Mike and said, do you want to have a TV series? Because mm-hmm. he's a very charismatic guy. He's a very, uh, he's very good on camera and he's he's, he, you know, he's always able to chat really well to the people he meets. But um, each episode kind of has a theme. So the first episode was he was trying to live black, mm-hmm. uh, in that he didn't he didn't uh, patronize any businesses that were black owned. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't you know he he couldn't use anything in his life that wasn't originated by somebody who was black. Yeah. So he couldn't use um, he couldn't use a car. Yeah. He couldn't he couldn't you know uh, ride the the bus company where he was. He couldn't. Yeah. He could, there's a whole bunch of things he, he just couldn't do. And there was an interesting statistic that he gives where. Um, you know, Asian people in America managed to keep their money in their own community for about twenty three days. He said, mm-hmm. "You know, if they make money, it stays in their community for twenty three days." White and Jewish people manage about twenty one one days. Uh, black people in America, it's about six hours wow. before they have to give their money to something that <clears throat> yeah. is not black owned. So, uh, yeah, it was just really interesting to see how that, you know, from that perspective of yeah. trying to live in a, in a, in a world. I I was slightly. I mean, Netflix Netflix recently has put a lot of stand-up comedy shows on that are particularly sort of deliberately anti-PC and deliberately sort of aggressive and in-your-face. And yeah. I, I saw a Trigger Warning by uh, Killer Mike and I thought, nope, skipping it. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, a lot of the content is very adult. I mean, yeah. in, in the second episode, it's about... Uh, no, no, tri- I mean, I, I just... I, I saw the You saw the words Trigger, trigger warning. warning by Killer Mike and I thought, oh, that's some comedian's stand-up special where he's just de- deliberately going to say, let me tell you about what's anti-PC. Yeah. And then they just bang on about stuff. You just go, oh, fuck off. Just don't... I don't no, care. That, that's definitely not him. Uh, yeah. he, he's very... He's a very socially conscious person, mm. although he... The, the, the one thing that he didn't enjoy the most about uh, about having to live black only was that he couldn't buy any weed anywhere <laughs> because right. the weed was probably grown by white guys in California. Yeah. And he said he didn't want to smoke that Mexican shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, he had to leave weed free. And Mike, I follow Mike on a... On Twitter and every day at four twenty, wherever he is, he's always going four twenty, y'all, <laughs> and that's weed smoking time. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely would recommend checking it out. It's, it's basically like a ultra black Louis Theroux type show, mm-hmm. although there's with a bit more sort of focus on um, what would you say pranks or skits. I mean, in the second episode, he's trying to edu- trying to reinvent school. Mm-hmm. And he spends a lot of time with these kids at the start, and they ask them, "Kids, like, what do you want to do?" And they're like, "I want to be uh, a scientist, and I want to be the president." He says, "Kid, you're not going to be a president. <laughs> You'll learn a trade." <laughs> and he's basically shooting down all their dreams and said, "You need to learn a realistic thing to, so that your family can be supported." And the kids are just looking at him like, "What are you talking about?" Nah. But um, uh, 
but then later on he takes some older people and he, he tries to find out what, what makes what would make a more interesting uh, way for them to learn practical skills yeah. to get a job. And he discovered that the thing that most people really will, will sit and watch and pay attention to is porn. <laughs> so, so we make some educational porn videos. <laughs> okay. With uh, you know, here's here's how to here's how to wire wire a plug socket. I've but, definitely seen those ones. There's often things about uh, coming to fix your washing machine. Well, um, no, these. these I mean, to be fair, they don't usually fix the washing machine. It's just, it's <laughs> well, well in this instance, he did I'm a questionnaire before before they all seen the videos uh, to find out what they knew, and then after the videos, they scored way higher. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd think it'd be a, a bit like, you know, the gorilla video that you watch, where you can watch on YouTube and stuff, where uh, you sort of watch this whole scene, and then you go afterwards, did you spot the gorilla? And you go, what gorilla? And, it, and they show you it again. It's like, oh, fuck, there was a great big gorilla in that. It's like, did you spot the educational content? No, <laughs> was there was there stuff happening? Well, well, are these the educational content front and center? But there is hardcore sex going on while <laughs> while it's happening. There Mental. was a great there was a great series <clears throat> that Comedy Central made called Not Safe with Nikki Glaser. Yeah, um, and in that one of the kind of skits that they would do is they would go to a a porn shoot and they would put ear pieces in the performers' ears, <laughs> and the performers would have to say everything that they said during the shoot and then they showed you it all put together at the end and it, it is one of the funniest things and you can see you can watch the clips not safe with nikki glazer you can watch the clips on youtube because the series is finished now but it's they're well worth watching they're really funny okay well there won't be links to hardcore porn in the show though but we no. will try to link as hey, many if it's available reasonable... on youtube it's not hardcore porn oh, yeah okay yeah well, anyway, that's been another show. Um, we will catch up with you next week. Yeah, big shout out to all the patrons for Patreon. Oh, yes. Us. Yeah, I need to get Neil in the habit of doing this. Yeah, yeah. so this show is brought to you by the patrons of Patreon. Yeah. Uh, so we've got we've got even more patrons. And uh, yeah, I just want to say a big, big thank you to everybody who supports the show. I know it's a big deal to support us financially. So it's a real, it's a really, uh, I, I really touches go- us. We, I am going to work out something that we can give to our patrons at some point. Um, okay. Because the. We've been doing this now. We're on episode forty-five. This or is so. episode forty-two. Forty-two. So we're on ten episodes away from like a year's worth of content. Okay. So I think I, I might, even if it's a print or something, I'm gonna we'll 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 see, send we'll get something and then we'll try and organize to send it out. To well, I'm sure that'll people. be very very good for them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's, I'm it's not promising anything because <laughs> I don't think. I mean, you, you know, it feels, like, it feels like you've promised. I, we've it made feels it like you've promised. Everyone's clear. expectations have been slightly raised. Yeah, <laughs> we've made it very, very clear that the patronage is all about uh, just getting the same stuff you always get anyway. So I don't want to, but at the same time, I would like to give. I, I'd like, a, I'd like our logo and. and the I don't want to promise drone. anything, wanna, but, but at the same time, I'm going to do it. Yeah, at the same gonna, time, you're getting it. it. I'm not going to promise it, it but you're getting for it. Addresses and sending stuff is the biggest thing, but um, even if it's only an A4 print or something, we'll, we'll do something. Well, or you could do what Graham Neal Reed's done. You could Which offer is, a very high res print for his patrons that they they can download themselves and print off. Yeah, we could do that. I want to give something we've signed to people. Okay. I don't know that they'll want it, but I would like <laughs> to do that. Here, here's something you, you're going to get whether you want it or not. <laughs> so, yeah, if you if you want to support the show, uh, you go to patreon.com forward slash Sunnyside Podcast. And you two can be part of our wonderful army of fans that are, are basically giving us money for this yeah. nonsense. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks very much, and we'll uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.